0: Hey guys and welcome to another podcast from betfairtradingcommunity.com with me your host Martin. Today I'm actually going to share a strategy with you and I want to talk a little bit more in depth about said strategy. It's one that should be well known to any of you horse racing guys out there and it is our backing the favourite at the off strategy. Now this isn't one I've created Um, so someone actually created this and then I had a look at adapting it and did quite a lot of changes to it we've now got a 4.0 version of the strategy Um, but I'm going to talk through it today I'm going to talk through the strategy some of my thoughts around what the changes I made and why I made those and basically try and help you guys, A, if you wanna follow this strategy, you'll be able to after you listen to this video, and B, what I really want you guys to be able to do is to learn how to think about what you could include in a strategy. Because I get a lot of people message me and say, well, Martin, you know, I love the software, it's amazing, but when I'm trying to think of what to create, my mind goes blank. So hopefully this will help you today. So, we're backing the favorite here. And with all strategies, I've put the odds in, and the odds are 2.5 to 6.0. So they're the odds that we're backing the favourite in. Now, this isn't in any race, okay? There are filters, there are restrictions, and we'll go through those in a bit. So don't just feel like you can back at those odds in any race and make money. That is certainly not the case. But what's interesting here is the simplicity of it. And I always talk about that with Betfair Trading. I always feel like... Some people get so wrapped up in the complexities of everything that they don't have a simple filter anymore. And what happens is they just end up over filtering everything and then never finding something that's profitable. Sometimes all you really need is two or three key metrics for a strategy, and then you can work from there. And that's essentially what this strategy does. So the rules are obviously the horse has to be the favorite in the race now. What's interesting here is you will not know which horse you're backing in a race until nearly off, okay? Because the favourite could change. You know, we're not looking at a specific horse here. We are looking at a favourite. And we know that favourites can change during the day. And this, we enter these trades at... Um, let's just have a quick look here. So we enter these trades 10 seconds before the off, the official start time, so not the actual start time. If you know the difference, basically official is, is what it will say on the clock. So if the race starts at 3 p.m., that's the official start time. Often it will probably start about 3.05, right? But this gets in 10 seconds before the start, the official start time, which is good, really good for two reasons. Number one, you're gonna know what time to enter. We're gonna be entering a, you know, let's say it's the three o'clock race. We're going to be entering at 2 p.m 59 minutes and 50 seconds every time right that's when we're going to enter the market the other thing is if you're setting up a bot it's so much easier to set up a bot to the official start time than the actual one because the actual one is essentially just a guess we know when the official start time is because it's recorded so very very good that that is the option being used here now we have race types here and i'm just going to go through these so Basically we use all race types apart from all weather. We found that all weather doesn't work for this strategy Now one filter that was added in and this was tweaked later on which was a clever one to add was horse age Now again, I think this is something that people don't take into consideration enough But they should be and we're looking here for a horse that's between three and nine years old now I think it's quite obvious why this makes a difference. You know, if you get a horse younger than three, they're not really fully developed. They they don't really you don't really know who they are yet, right? You, you know, in the first couple of years it could be up and down. They're new to the game, like with anything, right? Anything in life for the first two years, you probably weren't a complete master of something, and then three years onwards, you probably felt better at now. When the horse is over nine, is 10 plus, you know, that's old age for a horse, essentially, especially a racehorse. So you don't expect them to be performing as well as they did in their prime. And again, this makes sense. We want a horse to win. We're looking for a winner. So ages three to nine makes a lot of sense. And again, I think you should be looking at this in your strategies and going, maybe I need to look at horse age here okay now what you have to monitor with this one is that if the horse age is 3 to 9 and the favorite changes last minute you might end up in the race where you know your 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 favorite is now 10 years old your favorite before was eight and it would have been fine so you've got to look at that as you're looking at the horse now helpfully when you hover over a selection on betfair so a horse name if you don't click anything if you just hover over it it will actually show you a lot of information such as the jockey um the weight things like that i can't remember exactly all the things but one thing it definitely tells you is the age and that's how i do it so that's how i know now some of the courses have been filtered out i'm not going to go through all those because that would be painstakingly boring but this strategy is in the members section in the presets in the horse racing software so if you want to see the exact course is used then you can do so there now this is interesting we've got a new filter that we added to this version which is that it has one on the course between one and five times right this is interesting yeah so it's one at the course between one and five times now i don't know why you'd maximize five as the end point obviously there's whoever's done this has tested it and it has seen it worked but it's good I think that you've got a horse that's won at the course before because it shows that the horse has an interest right has I see it I often talk about this as kind of home advantage in football you know if you've got a horse that's ran here before that's won here before They've got a good feeling about that place. It's like a home team in football. You're much more comfortable. For instance, I play in a tennis league, all right, every Thursday night in the Warrington League. And when I play at home, I'm so much more comfortable. I'm so much better than when I play away from home. And it's not just because you go, well, psychologically, home comforts, blah, 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 less distance to travel. I know the courts really well. It's also that you don't know the other places. So, you know, when I go to play on hardcore, I hardly ever play on hardcore because we use a lot of kind of astroturf surfaces around here because of the rain. So I hardly ever play on hardcore. So when I go and play on hardcore, it does take some time to adjust. It is different and it can be a problem. Now, imagine with horses in a race, if they're not used to the track, they're not used to the conditions... You know, some of these horses are a bit frightened and nervous and startled anyway, such as the nature of horse racing, that it can be overwhelming, it can be difficult. Now, if you've got a horse that's already done well at this course, they will feel comfortable there. But not only that, you'll know that they've done well there. So you will know that they're capable of winning there. And that's really important, right? I think when you're backing a horse, you want to feel that, yeah, this horse is comfortable here. It wins here. Okay, so let's talk a bit about the bets themselves. This is a set and forget strategy. We're backing the horse and letting it run. It's a back bet. We take the available price. So we take the price that's there, if it's between 2.5 and 6. Now, if your favorite's 2.4, it's a no bet. Okay? If the favorite's 7.0, it's a no bet. Yeah, it has to be within that range, and that's really important because I think a lot of people can miss that and then they're like, Oh, how did it lose? I'm like, Well, was it in the price range? Oh, no, it wasn't. we get getting 10 seconds before the off official start time. We don't need the max qualifiers per race because there's only you can only have one qualifier as your favorite. Now, some people have asked me, "Well, Martin, what do you do if say you know you're getting 10 seconds before the favorite's 3.6. Second favourite is 3.65. I will leave that race. Okay. Now I'm not saying you have to do that. That's just what I do. I will leave that race in that situation. Because for me, I want a clear favourite. I want a few ticks at least. Because I want to know that this horse is being called the favourite. Because this strategy works because you're backing the favourite. In a specific place, in a specific way, in a specific range of odds the moment you kind of move away from that i don't think it becomes profitable now you might say well martin i still want to back okay you can do that i'm just talking my personal preference i did run no i don't know if i've done it on this strategy but i've run it on a lot of strategies where i've actually run results and looked at when the favorites were close or when there was more than one qualifying race and a lot of the time it's actually just profitable to leave those races alone so that's my opinion, you're welcome to another. We don't have any exits to the trade, it's set and forget. And for testing, I've used one pound stakes with a 2% commission. So let's, hey, should we have a look at the results? <laughs> um, Adam's given us a four star rating out of five, which uh, I actually think it should be a five. Profit 469 pounds to one pound stakes in two years. Okay, I'll repeat that again. £469 profit to one pound stakes. So essentially 469 points in two years. ROI is 31%, which is outrageous. And the funny thing is, you know, when I when I created this filter, well, when I adapted this filter from one that someone shared with us on the community software site, I kind of thought, well, this will dip, right? It's too good to be true kind of figures, it's gonna go downhill as soon as I start forward testing. And then in the year since, this strategy has only lost money in two months. Two months it's lost money. Um, and if I go back to May last year, let's have a look, 12, 5, 2, 5, it's made like 200 odd points profit. So the reality is it's just continued doing what it was before. There's not been any drastic change here when we forward tested. Now that's really important because The backtesting is such a key feature. The fact we can do this on the horse racing software is phenomenal, right? Too many of you aren't using it. Too many of you are missing something huge. Because I know most of you guys listening to this podcast right now aren't even members, right? Which blows my mind because you could backtest horse racing strategies right now. You could get your strategy and go, right, this is my strategy. I'm going to go and test it. Let's see how I did in the past two years. And you find out instantly. You don't have to sit there doing the results, blah blah blah. You find out instantly. So anyone who's interested in horse racing, who is not using the back testing software, come on, man. Come on. If you're serious about BetFair trading, you need to be on this because it's phenomenal. And that's the first part. So you get the back testing sort. The second part is the forward testing to see if it still holds up moving forward. See if it's not just overfiltered and whatever. And the forward testing has been just as good. And that is what truly encourages me. Because often you will find you can get something that's good in back testing, you can forward testing it and it starts to fail. But that has not happened with this strategy. Now, might it happen in the future? I'm not mystic, Meg. I hope not. I don't think so. But you never know, right? That's what I'll say. But what's phenomenal here is we've got, you know, 15, nearly 15,000 trades, so 15,000 results. We are getting selections pretty much every day. And 31% ROI is incredible. I mean, I do expect that to revert to some kind of mean eventually. But how incredible is that for a return of interest per trade? 469 points profit in two years is phenomenal. Now you will get drawdown. You will get drawn down on a strategy like this purely because of the fact that you're backing at you know, odds against. So if you're backing at odds against, you're not going to win most of your trades. In fact, the strike rate on these is 36%. Okay, So 36% of these win, which means we're winning just over one in every three. You could easily go on a run of 10 losses in a row on something like this, easily. So you have to prepare your bank cleverly. You know, if you're asking me, where do I start, Martin? Well, you start at the minimum, don't you? One pound stakes. That's why we test to one pound stakes. Because that's where I want all of you to always start with your strategies, okay? And I know that if you're if you're, if you're you're looking to follow this strategy, you're not already doing so. So there's no reason you should be using more than one pound stakes. Here. And I think that with everything, right? I like the fact there's no high risk, you know. I've got I've got a strategy I like that does have you know lay at quite high odds but I don't really recommend that strategy to people you know and I will always say when I talk about a strategy that is high risk now this has some drawdown like I say but you know if you stake sensibly there's not high risk to the strategy not at all okay stick to the rules make sure that you're looking at the horse age and the fact that they've won at the course before before you enter the trade. And you know, like I say, this has just been absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal strategy. And I think some of the psychology behind this is, you know, if you think, well why did why do favourites win and this why does this happen? All right? Clearly it does. We've seen the back testing. The snake graph's incredible. But why? You're just back in a favourite. You're not even actually bothered about which horse it is to be honest, so, you know, where's the edge, where's the value, well, I think the reason this works, is that in certain courses, in certain conditions, the people who affect the market, the people who know, know, they know a lot of the time, this horse should be favourite, and they're getting it right, maybe it's inside information that some of these people have, and they're putting money on it. you know, making the odds come in, I don't know, But the important thing I do know is that it does make money. And I think that could be the reason. Now, I'm theorizing. I can't say for 100%, of course. I can't say for 100% sure. But then again, who really cares? When you've got a strategy that's consistently made money for two years, you know, what, 1,500 trades, who the hell cares how? You know, yeah, it's nice to know. It's nice to understand the theory behind it. But sometimes profit's profit, right? And if something works, it just works. You know, it's like when you go to your fridge in the morning and you take something out. I bet 99% of you listening don't have a clue how a fridge works, how the, the internal, you know, machinery of it really understands it. But you still use it. Why? Because it does the job. It does what you need it to, and that's what this strategy... This strategy feels like the Ron the Seal of horse racing strategies where I'm like, it does what it says on the tin. I like the fact it's backing at odds against rather than laying odds against because I think that can be scary. And I think, you know, the results have shown that this is a strategy worth looking at. Now, hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast, guys. I'm going to leave it there. I hope you have a great week. But most importantly, I hope you make some money Trading on Betfair.